Welcome to Best Bad Movie Ever. A podcast about terrible movies and the people who love them. With your hosts, Tom Ryman and David Christopher Bell. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Best Bad Movie Ever, the show about terrible movies and the people who love them. I'm your co-host, Tom Ryman. And I am your other co-host, David Bell. And And who do we have here today? Who are you? Hey, I'm Hannah Michaels, and I'm here and I watched a movie. You did? What movie did you bring to defend? Uh, I brought Mystery Men. Mm. Mystery Men. Mystery Men. (laughs) (laughs) I want to start by saying that this isn't technically a bad movie. It is... um, a 60% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's like a 50-something audience score. Is it really? Yeah. yeah so it's, like it a, is, it's, like a six, it's like a 60 Metacritic, too. Yeah, it is a just okay movie. I will also say that it costs as much to make as Jurassic Park. <laughs> uh, and that is probably the main <laughs> And that is problematic. Yeah. <laughs> also, from what I'm reading, everybody who made this movie hated making this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would bet that that is true. Um, it's a uh, Hannah. Why don't you favor us with a? Because this one it's from 1999, so I'm not sure how how familiar our, our listeners are going to be with it. Why don't you um, tell us what this movie's about? This movie is a parody of the superhero genre before the genre became popular in any way. Right. So. Right. Which makes it a parody of the Schumacher Batman. Right. Yes. Yeah. Which are already kind of a parody. In point of fact, exactly. I think yes. some of the sets in this movie are from the Schumacher Batman. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this movie was like 15 years too early. Yes. <laughs> Maybe. Yes. It was definitely too early. I was trying to be Deadpool back in 1999. That's basically what it is. It's it's 1999 Deadpool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah, it's... <laughs> I don't hate this movie. It's definitely not the worst movie we've had on here. Um, which no, can there's be a said. lot of. I watched this movie so much as a kid that Blockbuster gave up and just gave us the copy. Oh, oh that's awesome! That's del- <laughs> that, they have never done that. Yeah, and I, I rented a lot of things a lot of times. I'm really imagining that clerk just like this kid's really into Mystery Men, <laughs> but she's the only person in the world. Let's just give her the copy. Like, that that was exactly yeah, what happened. I, by that <laughs> poor poor oh, kid. <laughs> I wish I'd gone to the same blockbuster. I would have definitely been given my own copy of Hard Target. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about this movie? Did you see this movie in the theater as a kid? No, um, I saw it. I just rented it all the time. <laughs> At about ten years old. It checks out. Yeah. Oh man, I'll it, tell that's you. the thing about this movie is that it's for ten-year-olds, but it was market. I think, but it was marketed towards adults, and that's a big reason why I think has, people don't like it. It has a bizarre tone. I like a lot. For, yeah, I'll, I'll side with Dave in that. I don't think this is a terrible movie. It's not the worst movie we've ever had, but and there are things about there are ideas in it that I really like. Like I think Greg Kinnear as as Captain Amazing is. Um, perfect yeah yeah and then him dying yeah him yeah. getting killed is great the and way like, he gets killed is amazing he's yes. such a dick yeah. <laughs> i like the product placement as well yeah he looks that's, like a nascar driver yeah. that's what i'm saying this movie is another josie and the pussycats in a in a mm. lot of ways in that it was marketed poorly and came before its time before people appreciated camp but it's not bad right i mean it is the same budget as deadpool um, yeah, <laughs> I mean it's just 1999 money. Like, yeah, don't spend 70 million dollars on a comedy. Um, they made 33 million back, by the mm. way. Um, no, I think you're right that this is for 10 year olds because I didn't. 
I've watched this twice in my life. Once was whatever the hell it first came out. 1999. Yeah. And today was the second time. Same. And I didn't find it funny today, but I bet if I were 10, I would think it was amazing. The yeah. guy who's farting all the time. Yeah, that's yeah, the thing. He's a farting superhero. That's It's for 10-year-olds. Also, this movie deserves redemption just for the sheer fact that Kel Mitchell and Paul Rubens deserve redemption. They do. Yeah. This was part of this is part of like Paul Rubin's slow creep back into the public eye. Yeah, uh, I, I I seem to remember um, because he'd gotten. It was a simpler time when simply jerking off in an adult theater. Right. Was yeah. Enough. Which I'm sorry. What are you supposed to do in an adult yeah. theater? Yeah. I I'll tell you. I am so relieved that the guy who played Pee Wee Herman was jerking off to normal porn. Mm-hmm. Right in that, a place that's yeah in a place I'm pretty where sure that's it's meant what, for jerking off right it's meant yeah, for, yeah. It's, yeah exactly yeah that was the biggest reassurance right there right yeah now it would still take another twenty years before we'd allow him to be Pee Wee again yeah <laughs> yeah no he's fine in this movie opening party uh, why is there a that is man? a that is a baffling scene yeah. yes well it's that, like a that's... spoof of Schumacher it's supposed to, it's like a Gotham City party because in the Schumacher but Batman's. It's always like people dressed as like weird French aristocrats with like neon techno shit yeah. on them. Like it's madness. And this was like an old person ball. And again, yeah. there's a bedpan. There's a bedpan. That's, that's part of why I love this movie is there's just too much at all times. Yeah. yeah it's the, the first thing you see is a bunch of senior citizens dressed up as, I guess, chorus line dancers. Doing, but they never sing. They just they're just failing at their choreography. Extras look really not into it. Yeah, Yeah. Um, they do not pull off the choreography. The one old lady Tom Waits was hitting on seems kind of into it. Yeah, and yeah, that's the other like the second or third. It's the first thing is it's it zooms in on this party and you see these ladies not nailing the choreography. And then there's an old band and then Tom Waits. (laughs) And I'm like, what is happening in this movie? I gotta say, I the the most jarring thing actually came before all that to me. It was the shot of the city, and it was that realization of, oh, no, they spent a lot of money, didn't they? Like this this shot of this um, CGI or model city or yeah, whatever. Yeah. That was way too good for Mystery Man. It was like, oh, and I immediately looked up the budget at that point. <laughs> like, oh, shit. Someone oh, yeah. fucked up. That giant CGI statue of Greg Kinnear cost someone some money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and that yeah, there's a lot of comedians in this movie. Like the yeah. opening sequence has Artie Lang in it. There's a lot of comedians in this movie. No accent coach for Eddie Izzard, but there's a Mm-mm. lot of mm. there's that a budget. lot of Went. people who are very good comedians. Yeah. in their has Eddie regular been life. a good movie yet? Is that this is like the Avengers, uh, like the not the new Avengers, but the, the old right, Avengers? The Ray Fiennes, Uma Thurman one. He I picks don't. things. Yeah, I feel like he was in a TV show that was good. Okay, okay, right, right, right. Where they're like, they're Romani and they're traveling. I think so. I think that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That show was pretty good. Accent still terrible. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on with those characters. He plays a disco thug. Yeah, and he has a counterpart. His name is Tony P, which I assume is Tony Pompadour because he has a pompadour, and his counterpart is Tony C. Which I don't know because he has an afro. I think you thought this through too much. <laughs> <laughs> I think, Maybe, I'm not I don't know. sure I... they thought. <laughs> but I, all right, it was one joke. The joke was that 
Disco was when this guy went to jail. Disco was popular, right? And they, they right, didn't yeah, and yeah. they didn't change. That's why he has a. Oh, that's why Jeffrey Rush has a disco room. Jeff, yes, Jeffrey Rush Jeffrey is the villain, Rush is by the way. This. Yeah, um, and he also has. I, I, this is the one part that I was like, hey, it made me giggle. Where he goes to the disco room and yeah. does the point. The disco. yeah, <laughs> the point keeps coming in. The disco yeah. point. Yeah. Oh man, that's what it, this movie's for kids. Like at yeah. that that. That's hilarious as a child. <laughs> it's well, sort of, because I think also children are children familiar with disco. I, I mean, I thought it was, yeah. I, I remember watching Saturday Night Fever as a kid and just thinking it was the funniest fucking thing ever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not for the reasons I think I was supposed to. No, man, there's a lot to talk about in this movie. Yeah, it there's has so a, much. It's like a fever dream. It, it is. is. Yeah, <laughs> it has an amazing cast. It's so surreal. I love it so much because it's just the most ridiculous thing anyone yeah. has ever put on screen. It, it is really is bonkers. Like, it's yeah, like it, I, is. I, it was a party, and there was like old. It was like old people, and I think Tom people. Waits was there. Yeah. yeah, and then like, and then like William H Macy was dressed as a minor. I think like <laughs> William it's H just Macy madness. showed us. Yeah, as a turn of the century mine shaft worker, and started beating people with a <laughs> shovel. Yep. Yeah. Gosh, Hank Azaria. Hank Azaria. It's, I love that. No one has even noticed that Hank Azaria has gone from a colonizing British man to playing Apu. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. I mean, India every, colonizer. I, I don't know. He's still every, f- everything, every role that Hank Azaria has done has been offensive to some extent, I think. Well, he still found a way to be offensive in this movie. After the yeah. after the opening heist, there's a, like a radio broad, a news radio broadcast on the next morning, and it's Hank Azaria doing the, the announcer's voice, and it's... It's like it's not yeah. full on a poo, but it's like his Middle Eastern voice. Yeah. No, and, and then, yeah. like I think about even was, Godzilla. Is he like, cont- cont- yeah, he's like is a, he, yeah. It's just in his contracts. Like I have to do yeah. one offensive stereotype even in every role. Godzilla, he's like this Italian, this ridiculous Italian stereotype in that as well. I think the word "wop" is used. He says in the word "wop." Yeah, oh, the word "wop" and the word "retard" is used in Godzilla. And we're not here to talk. <laughs> we're not about here Godzilla. to talk about Godzilla, but, but yeah. God, Godzilla has its own problems. The, the previous year, it came out a year before Mystery yeah. Man. There's so All much. Right. Yeah, there's just... I want to talk about the fact that I don't think there's a protagonist in this film. Is there like a relatable protagonist? I mean... I think William H. Macy's the closest. The closest, yeah. Ben yeah. Stiller, I kind of hate him for most of the movie. He's yeah, terrible. Yeah, he's an asshole. Yeah, and his, his... he's a jerk in every scene. And then he, when he like has his turn where he's like, oh, I'm not a superhero, then he just becomes a coward in... Like is yeah. just really like annoying for that reason. Is his arc is wrong? Like one of the main notes I had, I wrote it down twice. Claire Forlani, who plays the diner waitress, should yeah. not have been in the movie. No, yeah. like the weird. the Ben Stiller's character arc should have been he's fighting with his team, he leaves his team, then he like is is bummed, doesn't think he has powers anymore, and they're like, no, we need you, and he comes back. Like he should at the end when he gets like. Because Claire Florani is just in this movie to get kidnapped, yeah. and then be Ben Stiller's reward at the end. Yeah. So, like we, in in the ending scene when they go and storm Jeffrey Rush's uh, castle, and his name is Casanova Frankenstein, which is the best. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, so that's, much. that's, that's a, a great, pretty awesome that's a great name. Fucking name. Um, he's holding Claire Forlani hostage, and that's when Ben Stiller's name is Mister Furious, and his power is supposed to be that he gets taken over by rage. Like that's when he actually gets taken over by rage, and it's like. No, he should have become furious to save his teammates. Like, that's the arc. Right, right. Like, you didn't need to shoehorn this lady in here who doesn't do anything in the film except get kidnapped. It's a lot of movie. They put in a lot of movie. They did. This movie they is did. This two movie, hours long. Yeah. This, and you know, yeah. you know what's the weirdest part is 
did this movie take place in a day? When Captain whatever gets Gregnier gets uh, kidnapped, he says like this like at midnight tomorrow, like I'm gonna kill you, and then we get everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh happens. yeah, this is an act. This is a crazy two days. They hold tryouts. Yeah, and they ha- have a barbecue, and they where create, Dane um, Cook shows up. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. That's the only thing I would eliminate from the movie. Dane Cook? Yes. <laughs> I liked <laughs> for the, the sh- superhero idea of him, but yes, yes not the Dane Cook in it. Uh, fun fact, I matched with him on Tinder and then turned 27, and that was too old for him, so he unmatched me. Ooh. Yes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I would say that's surprising, but that's not surprising it's not for surprising. <laughs> what a tool. <laughs> I didn't actually want to go out with Dane Cook. Of course. For the record. <laughs> I mean, at the same time, it would be a hell of a story. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I can't. It's, what would that even. Like, hey. Do I you have go enough out? weird dating stuff. <laughs> we should go out and do stuff. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Doug Jones is in it, real briefly, as the pencil guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Michael Bay. Michael Bay is the head of the Frat Boys gang. Yes. Yeah. Which asked, is perfect. Yeah. yeah. It's the role he was born to <laughs> play. Michael Bay. CeeLo is one of the evil rappers. What? Which also checks out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? All right. Where was Michael Bay in his career in 1999? Uh, Armageddon had just Armageddon. come out. So he'd done why, Bad Boys, is... The Rock, and Armageddon. Oh, and he's in Armageddon. So maybe he was like, you know, I got a hang of this acting thing. Well, I think it's a... Th- I want to think this he is a... auditioned. Well... I want to think he just showed up yeah. and auditioned. And on set, he was like, you know, I make movies, too. And they're like, that's great, man. And like, they had no idea who he was. I feel like it, the opposite is what it is. I feel like it's everyone in the industry already knew who Michael Bay was, both as like in terms of the work he did and also the kind of person he is. So they're like, like, this is like, this is like a roasting Michael Bay before yeah. the rest of us really knew who Michael Bay was. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an industry roast. Yeah, he's a... He's a fucking 40-year-old frat boy. So perfect. With his ridiculous long hair. Fucking <laughs> Michael Bay. What a fucking movie. Also, split-second cameo from Dana Gould as the squeegee man. Yes. There's a lot of comedians oh, yeah. in that yeah. in that pool party scene. That's honestly what I think happened, is that there were too many comics with input. Because there's a lot of great ideas. There all are. All smushed together in one thing that is amazing to watch, but... Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Nothing. I like the idea of comics being superheroes um, and just doing a, like, I, I do like that format. It's like, it's like, uh, uh, it's sort of the modern Ghostbusters thing is it's like a sci-fi premise mm-hmm. that you just stick a bunch of comics in that don't quite know what they're doing and you find a way to, yeah, have a, a lot of like funny actors and stuff in there. It just. Yeah. I think, I think the main thing that doesn't work about the film is Ben Stiller. I, I kind of agree. Like, I, his character arc is like almost there. It's his character arc's so almost close. there. And I'm I'm not a f- I like Ben Stiller has made some bad movies, but like this era of Ben Stiller was great. He like you know this is around Cable Guy and like mm-hmm. he's and a, the Ben Stiller show. Yeah. yeah, he's a talented, funny guy. Like he he's. I think he's wrong for this character. Yeah, it like just, I think his his style of humor doesn't fit for what he's supposed to be in this movie. I don't. I don't know if I'm articulating that well, but like he's just so, like sort of. I think he does. M- I kept thinking about Tropic Thunder while I was watching this movie, and I was like, "That's a much better use of a Ben Stiller." Yeah, yeah. Well, like when he gets on his motorcycle and he like complains about his his testicles. Um, 
It's stuff like that where I was like, this doesn't. Eh. Like, well, like when they're when they're fit. when they're attacking. When you're the a limo. kid, that's hilarious. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. I, that's kind of what I'm saying here. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. But at, like in contrast, I thought. Like I loved all of Janine Garofalo's bits. Yeah, like her talking to her, her, with her, her dad. dad that, is great. Oh, I love that so much. <laughs> yeah, what did she say to him after he saves the day? Like, I'm it's like, yeah, I know you saved the day. I, 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 we're gonna hear about it for the rest of our. Oh lives. no, she also yeah. says something like going, going back to. Oh, school. yeah, that's right. Okay, <laughs> I'm going back to grad school yeah, okay, now. That, that was, was the deal. Yeah, that was the arrangement. Yeah, I want to so talk good. about that scene because it's insane. It's yeah. when she finally meets, squares off with Eddie Izzard, who killed her father. Yeah. And she, she lets the bowling ball out of the bag, and he just kind of walks in like, you you don't have the guts to kill me. He's like, you're right, but my bowling ball father does. And the bowling ball zooms around and hits him, and it makes a a bowling ball noise, like when a bowling ball hits all the pins. Right. Sure and does. then it cuts to a shot of like his legs sticking out of the it's sticking out of the wall. Yeah. It's <laughs> like the way that that sequence is put together is it's baffling. So insane. I was like, what? There's what a just couple. happened? I love that about this though. There's a couple weird choices. You could, you could watch this movie and find new weird choices every single time. So, the, uh, the That's why of, Blockbuster uh, gave me that copy. They did. <laughs> Nobody else. They were like, we need to get this out of here. <laughs> the use of Smash Mouth in this. It's the ending credits song, but it also shows up in the movie for exactly for four s- seconds. Right. This was 1999. Yeah. That was legally obligatory yeah. right. in every comedy. That's what it felt like, because it felt like they were like, we need to put Smash Mouth in, and it's like someone just cranked it up for a second, and it was like, okay, that's enough. Well, <laughs> it's like the beginning of a montage or something, and it's like and it's, a, it's one scene of a montage. Yeah. yeah. Like, the, it starts up, it's the training montage when all the mystery men meet up with the Sphinx, played by Wes Steady. Right. From Last of the Mohicans. And... Right. They only put music over the part of the montage where they walk across hot coals, which only lasts for about as long as a bit in a montage does. And that's yeah. as long yeah. as the clip from uh, All-Star lasts. Yeah. <laughs> it was like they, I don't know, was the All-Star music video for Mystery Men? Yeah, All-Star, okay. there's a, there's a, I've noticed in the memification of All-Star, there's like this Association retroactive like amnesia where everybody thinks it came from Shrek. And right. it has feet, uh, it is featured heavily featured in heavily Shrek. Featured heavily in Shrek, but it was made for the soundtrack of Mystery Men. Yeah, which makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And like it it felt like that. It felt like they wanted the song tie-in, so they're like, we'll put it in the ending credits, and like, someone was like, you better put it in the movie, too. And they're like, well, that was, we don't really have a place for it, I f- so let's cram it in here. Yeah, I feel like that's what it was. I feel like they made the song for the film, because that's what we used to do back... We don't do this anymore. Yeah. We're like... <laughs> Part of the a main major part of the marketing strategy for a big budget movie, uh, particularly big budget summer movie, was to have a soundtrack tie in so you could have the music video play, you know, in heavy rotation on TRL or whatever to get, you know, it's free advertising. Right. And then the song blows up. Right. So they're like, we got to put this in the movie somewhere. So they put it in this montage that doesn't have music in any other part of the montage. Yep. Remember Rat Race? Yeah. Yes. Smash Mouth. It ends at a Smash Mouth yeah, concert. Yeah, that, that was the only part that was not believable about Rat Race is that the children are excited to see Smash yes. Mouth. <laughs> I remember I, remember like, I no, worked at a movie no theater. child wants this. <laughs> I worked at a movie theater when that came out, and we would have to clean the theater, so we'd often see the ends of movies. And every time watching that, the audience would like groan when they get to Smash Mouth. Because it was like a little past that point of Smash Mouth's what career. What was Rat Race, 2000? Was it? Something, something like that. Oh wow! Well, yeah, I think it was. It was probably past the point where people would just heard it so much, and then they show up at a Smash Mouth concert. Everybody's like, "Oh my god, no!" <laughs> just <laughs> the movie. No. <laughs> One thing I did want to address. Um, I texted this to you, Dave, and I brought it up when we were walking up outside uh, Hana 
is that this movie uses so many uncomfortable close-ups. Yeah. I don't understand why. I it's think so it's, jarring. I think that they folded it in as part of the parody, like with Josie and the Pussycats and all of the product placement. Mm-hmm. They fold it in as part of the parody, and then people get baffled by it because they don't recognize that choice. Tell me how I'm supposed to interpret it as parody. Is it supposed to be goofing on the melodrama of, of yes, superhero films? I think so. I can see that because the scene where it's the most—I mean, it's it's throughout the movie. Like, yeah. <laughs> immediately when uh, Captain Amazing gets into the limo with his manager Tony J. I mean, not Ricky J. Ricky J. The magician who has the line, "I'm not a magician." I'm not a magician. It's like, it's shut like, up, Ricky you. J. Yes, you are. <laughs> not only are You're a you goddamn a goddamn magician, magician, but you play a magician in like fucking everything. You, you play a magician on you never, Deadwood. Yeah, you Stop never it. let us forget that you're a magician. Right. You're the only magician anyone knows apart from David Copperfield yeah. yep. at this point. It's the scene where William H. Macy's talking with his wife, and it's like she's holding his face, but it's yeah. It's just uh, it's yeah. just the they keep switching back and that forth between perspective shots, and they're both choice. like these crazy close-ups. But, but you see that in when when people have these dramatic goodbyes mm-hmm. in movies, you see that a lot, that's and tr- it makes sense true. in those. And I think that was the joke. I'm looking up. The yeah, character. it must be. Because the, the close up on her is she's is uh, she's like you shovel better than any man I've ever known, right. but that does not make you. <laughs> what she's saying is absurd. Yeah, I love it. She's like you're a good husband and a good father, but nothing more. Yeah, you shovel better than any man. I've ever. <laughs> I want you to know when I looked this up on IMDb, you have to specify men because when you type in mystery, they're like, surely it's not this movie. It right? must be any <laughs> like, number of other yeah, things. Any other movie. That's theater, why I'm here. Mystery Alaska. <laughs> anything else? Can you guess what other movies this director has done? I don't think he's done anything else. That's I, correct. I had checked. <laughs> he's done two other movies in 2007, which I'm pretty sure aren't movies because they're titled Volvo Showroom and Volvo Wheels. He's a which I'm pretty director. sure are commercials or like something that was shown at like a car show. Yeah, a car show or something like. <laughs> yeah, a Volvo board of investors meeting. Yeah. Yeah, I had read that he and Ben Stiller clashed so much on this movie that Ben Stiller tried to get out of the film and that the director basically shouted to the cast, I'm going back to commercials after this. I'm never doing another movie. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. So this director quit directing. Yeah. This movie. this movie broke him. That's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Watch this for that. Yeah, it's well, it's, it seems like I don't know. Oh, it's the writer of Pluto Nash. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and Hocus Pocus. Okay, um, that's that's I mean, so what I'm saying. Movie. It's like this that's is a- camp before the world was ready for superhero camp. And I want to I want to know. Yeah. They also did Saint Elsewhere. Um, they wrote Mystery Men, The Adventures of Pluto Ma- Nash, and then nothing ever again. I, just, as, I assume they were killed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right, because we had got, you know, the superhero movies of the 90s were Batman Returns. Uh, I'm, I'm going to just rattle off the big ones. There's probably lots of other ones. Batman Returns, and then that was famously, people were so upset about that, and that lost money because it was so dark, and they did Batman Forever, which was the Batman 66, like, campiness. Yeah. But I don't think people realized Bond. it was camp. Nope. Because Batman and Robin came out two years later, and everybody was like, fuck this movie. Yep. And then two years after that, Mystery Men comes out, which is camp, but, like, 
smarter camp. I'll say I'll definitely say it's smarter camp than Batman and Robin, and it's a better film than Batman yes, and Robin. This is, this is a better film than Batman and Robin. That said, I think I would I enjoy watching Batman and Robin more than this movie because I think I have more fun laughing at Batman and Robin. Right. I, I think I agree with that. Just because Batman and Robin is such an interesting. It's failure. Yeah, it's a fascinating failure. You dress up Arnold Schwarzenegger like that and have him walk around a movie. Mm-hmm. That alone Chill. is fucking Chill. amazing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm fascinated by this failure more. It, this is, it is just there, so. I guess there's I'm, so much. There's so much going on. There are so many choices that are insane. What are some of your favorite ones? That the chickens. Why? Yes, the chickens in Tom Waits' house. <laughs> yeah. So Tom Waits, we meet him in the beginning, as we said, at this senior citizen debutante ball <laughs> that is robbed by Artie Lang wearing glass goggles. He's a mad scientist who has his lab in an old funhouse, and it's full of chickens. <laughs> yep. Again, this movie costs a lot of money, and there's a lot of budget that they could cut by just being like, how about he doesn't? Live in a live in a live in a fun house full of chickens. Yes. How about we just don't pay for live animals yeah. that only make noise? <laughs> so, and Tom Waits has this arsenal of non-lethal weapons, which is interesting for Tom Waits. Right? Um, is that was that that was a Batman joke? Right? I'm not sure. Probably. Yeah. I. I think or that was a- or maybe it was something like maybe they just. We're really, whoever made this film really wanted the good guys not to kill people. I mean, maybe. I think I clocked two jokes in here that are superhero jokes before the audience could recognize them. And I think that's a big point. There's there's the joke about the glasses, which yes. was oh, a yeah. new joke then. Yeah, that's a solid joke. It is. It, yeah, they, they, they hold on it for a bit too long, but it is a good joke. Yeah, yeah it, is it a good was. Joke. It's, it's just now that we've heard it a billion times. You, wait. <laughs> The way he sa- the way William H Macy says it is great. Yeah, yeah. Where he's, William H Macy is great. Yeah, he's he's perfectly cast. Uh, but he's just like, well, that doesn't make any sense. How would he be able to see if he yeah. took yeah. all his glasses <laughs> yeah. to be Captain Amazing? Yeah. The non lethal stuff is weird because when they have when Tom Waits first gives them their card, they're like, oh, whatever, buddy. Like we don't we don't use weapons. We don't kill people or whatever. Like, they, they seem to be against it. Well, and Hank Azarius uh, explicitly doesn't use knives. Yeah. He just throws yeah. and then, forks and spoons. And then they, like, begrudgingly finally call him, and they go to his place, and then he's like, here are all my weapons, they're non-lethal, and they're like, non-lethal? Yeah, they're Fuck like, that. get fucked, Yeah, Tom and he was like, wait, what do you want? Like, I thought that was the point. And then he throws a tornado at them, and they're impressed again. Well, they don't end up using that, do they? No. No. <laughs> they don't <laughs> none at all and they keep showing them like when they go back to yeah, there's, place, there's a like shelf a stack full of them, them and yeah. he's handing them another yeah. one i was like oh surely this is gonna come nope i nope, don't think they not at all <laughs> maybe maybe they had a scene and they were hitting this point where they're like look we spent 70 million on this movie we, we can't, can't do another tornado in a jar another tornado yeah <laughs> the weapons that tom waits makes for them are the it's the the shrink gun which shrinks your clothes and then what was it the the blame you later what was it called? It was Something like the that. Blame caster? Blame thrower. Blame thrower. That's it. Blame thrower. That's they started right, with that name. It was right there. They started with that name, and yeah. then and then that was it. That yeah. was they just had the name. Which are cool <laughs> ideas for funny funny gadgets. Yeah. And the I was a little <laughs> when they finally used the uh, the uh, the the clothes shrinking gun. I was a little like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. No. I was like, oh, yeah. of course, of course. <laughs> yeah. They come use on. it on the lady henchman. Yeah. And then Ben Stiller says his like, pants are my shrinking. pants are shrinking too. It's yeah. Like, all right. This, that's but that's the thing. A, for I, a 1999 movie. That was the only like 
lady part I was pissed off by, which is pretty good. Yeah, it's Janine Garofalo's solid. Yeah. yeah. So she has the best running bit. Yeah, um, by far. <laughs> I mean, Claire Forlani doesn't need to be in this film. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. But uh, this doesn't pass the Bechtel test by a long shot. No. Yeah. I don't think Janine Garofalo speaks to another woman. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> None of the women speak to other women, no. actually. <laughs> Maybe at the end, the newscaster. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess. That's an ad lib from her, I read. What? Like, where they're at the, at the end when they come out of Casanova Frankenstein's mansion having saved the day, and the newscasters are asking them, well, what do you want to say? And William H. Mason's like, oh, for the, the, the working people who don't get recognized, the people who work the shitty jobs in the town, they need to get better. And they ask, uh, they ask the bowler what she believes in. Uh, support independent film and independent music. Yeah, that was yeah. great. <laughs> they just asked her to say something, and she said the first thing that came to yeah. her <laughs> Yeah, because I was wondering. I was like, "That's, that's pretty on brand for her." Yeah, 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 that's that's exactly right. <laughs> so that's good. And then the the blame thrower he un- they unleash on CeeLo. Yeah, in a very again I another totally a that weird that series of shots. Yep, where they're they're supposed to be yelling at each other, but they're it's a it's an upward it's a, angle shot. Yeah, and they're all looking down at the camera. They also do a weird thing with the sound, where like their voices change. Yeah, whenever yeah. they use it, which makes it completely. I don't know if they just didn't write good enough blames and then needed to put <laughs> right, that. Right, because you can't understand what they're because saying. Because you can't yeah. understand it. That must be it. it feel, all right, it, it definitely... It feels like the culmination of an actual fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. There's probably a lot of very real, very intense arguments that ended with, fuck it, we'll just garble it up so it's like a mind control thing and you can't understand what they're saying anyway. None of this matters. Like... <laughs> It's probably true. It's yeah. such a weird film tonally because I, I, it is. I, it does seem like it's for kids because like stuff like the tornado and the blame, the blame thrower and stuff mm-hmm. are kind of cartoonish. Yeah, but it's still and the like, clothes and the clothes shrinking gun on its face is like a, a gun that a bad guy in a cartoon would. Right, have. but then they use it for like weird, sexy reasons. Right. And then, like, Greg Kinnear gets horribly mutilated. Horrifically. The way, yeah, the yeah. way in which the bad guy's weapon works is horrifying. Yeah. Um, yeah. I yeah. mean, for, for that era, it was pretty cutting edge. Um, it, it was, I remember seeing it in the theater and being shocked. Like, yeah. that was, which I think makes it a good moment. Yeah. But it is very unexpected when Greg Kinnear suddenly gets horribly maimed to death. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then she checks his pulse. And his wrist fall, his hand falls off. Um, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's, oh, shoot, I had another thought. And it's, oh, yeah, that's another thing that I had read in, because as soon as this movie was over, I immediately was like, I have to read about this. Yeah. <laughs> like, I need to know. Yeah. I would, did this happen? I would read a 300-page book about the making of this movie. <laughs> I had mentioned earlier that the this was a troubled production, and one of the things that made it a troubled production, apparently, was that none of the many comedic actors who are in the film could agree on the comedic tone of the movie, <laughs> that which seems to yeah. show through. That's weird, because... I get, like, you have comedians in movies so they, they can, you know, add in, like, improv lines and stuff like that and make it funnier. Mm-hmm. But they're still, like, actors in a movie. So, yeah. like, it's not their job to think of the whole tone, right? Like... It shouldn't There be. should be a solid director who is like, okay, guys, we're making, like, a, a PG-13 film. We're going to keep it that. Like, you know, I'm going to... I'm going to accept your ideas, but then ultimately it's up to the director to, like, decide... You know what? I think it's that Ben Stiller was powerful, mm-hmm. and so like who produced it? I wonder if Ben Stiller produced it. Probably. Mm. I th- I had read that he was going to direct it. Okay. Oh, okay, that makes sense. So yeah, it's probably people being pulled in all these different directions. 
And it's really weird because, I mean, this is a problem with modern movies, but like, if you're going to spend $70 million Jurassic Park money on a movie, you should figure it out what you're doing first. You shouldn't figure that out on set, right? Yeah. You shouldn't but it know. is so fun to watch them try to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. as they're... The scene... <sighs> my favorite scene in this entire movie, in terms of being the most insane and explicable thing to me that occurs, is the scene when it's Kel Mitchell and Paul Rubens are scoping out the mansion, and the skunk crawls out of the bush right. and starts humping Paul Rubens' leg. Yeah. And, just and then we happen. cut away. Yeah. yeah. And that's, I mean, but like it cuts, like Kel Mitchell starts doing the, the Stevie Wonder head thing. Yeah, and it's like a romantic, there's like a romantic And there's overture. a romantic moon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's just them standing in front of the silhouetted against the moon with this skunk going to town on his leg. And then it cuts. Yep. That is very strange. <laughs> and the next yeah. time we see him, they're in the mansion. Yeah. yeah. I loved that as a kid. And now it's just like. <laughs> it is baffling. Yeah. <laughs> Someone <laughs> needed a scene. They really needed <laughs> yeah. that skunk to hump his leg. Oh, man. It's. <laughs> It's really fucking weird. This movie is um, this movie's all over the place. Yeah, it's it just totally insane. I love that so much. It does feel like a movie that's battling between being a kid's movie and being an adult movie. When it seems like, like a character like Hank Azaria's character, it's like, that's a goofy, that's, that's for kids. Yeah. Like a guy who throws spoons yeah. and forks and has yeah. a very silly accent. Yeah. I like that his mom was just into it. It was just supportive. Yeah. Yeah. That was a nice turn. Yeah. Um, when he sits on a fork, he does the Professor Frank voice. Did you notice that? Yeah. He was like, Oh my God, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, that's, no, that's definitely a kid's. It feels like Janine Garofalo and Ben Stiller's characters, like they were trying to make a more adult film. Yeah. Adult, like, I, I think feel adult like, in term. <sighs> I don't know, because the gag with the bowling ball as a silly weapon seems like it's for kids, mm-hmm. but the gag with arguing with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the it's, skull in it. Is, is I, I, would, I would call weird. that adult in terms of being sort of higher concept humor. Yeah. But not, like nothing yeah, she says I, with Yeah, the, that's what I the, mean. It's, yeah. it's, it's, you know, like I feel like their instincts are more towards not entertaining kids. Yeah, right. This is, you know, right after like when, all you know, quote unquote alternative comedy was breaking. Yeah. So she's right. doing this high concept thing. <laughs> Yeah, in this mo- this movie is pretty high concept, honestly. But it's yeah. too high concept. But then yeah. it also has yeah, a, really it also has the... like a skunk humping. Right. Yeah. It also has a character who farts at people. Yeah, <laughs> just farts them to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> it's man. Yeah, we talked about this on the evolution episode. Is that there's nothing? There is something always to be said about a comedy that tries to be something different and new. And this was definitely, especially for the time, like, uh, I mean, it's based off a comic book, but like, it was still like a very original idea for a film to do. Yeah. Yeah. I I remember being excited to go see this movie. Yeah. Because the, I thought, and I still think the idea is is a good idea and and I like a lot of the stuff in it. Yeah. Like the concept, just like the, just the, the elevator pitch of this movie, dickhead superhero goes missing so the scrubs have to save like i i love the idea of a jackass superhero for some yeah, reason okay. really oh, yeah. appeals to me everyone fucking hates it's superman is such a boring nothing character you want him to be a dick yeah you need something from him i mean yeah. he kind of is that's the thing is i've always kind of related to Le- lex luther because it's an alien who's shown up here and he's just like I'm going to do everything the American way and tell everybody how to do like, it's that idea of like, he's enforcing these rules and he's like, godlike just running around the earth doing this. Mm -hmm. 
And it's like, fuck you, Superman. It's, it's yeah. almost <laughs> verbatim a bit I've been doing. Oh, okay, like, yeah. I really respect Lex, Lex Luthor for looking, everybody's like looking up at Superman, like carrying a train to the sky, like, oh, look at that guy. And I, I respect the dude who looks up, looks up at him and is like, oh, fuck that guy. Yeah. 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 Well, it's like, the, yeah, the Superman, uh, was it Red Sun or whatever? Mm, yeah, yeah, he lands in it's, Russia. Yeah, it's that. It's the idea of like, like, who is he to enforce anybody's rules? Like, you know, like. Yeah. yeah right. And yeah, I. <sighs> And that's uh, everything about Greg Kinnear's character in this movie is perfect to me. Yeah, yeah. just he's su- such an aloof dipshit. He's covered in decals like a NASCAR driver. Yeah, he the, the movie happens because he lets Jeffrey Rush out of jail, so he yeah. has uh, so he has someone yeah. to fight him popular do, again, so he can get his Pepsi sponsorship back. I do it's understand. Like the well, I do understand the sponsorship stuff. Because this was in um, the, the new season of Luke Cage. One of the things they talk about is like, he's not making any money. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, if you're a superhero and you have to do that a lot, unless you're Batman, like someone, someone's got to pay. They, they, pay s- they say that yeah. Lance is rich, his alter ego. Oh, you're right. So he doesn't need the fucking he's a sponsorship. No, yeah. he's a piece of shit. Yeah. So, I mean, but it's like, I understand the sponsorship in like Luke Cage, but like this, yeah. we're presented with this character. That's what he cares about. He breaks a maniac out of a dangerous yeah, yeah, supervillain yeah. out of jail so he can get his Pepsi sponsorship. Back. Yeah. It's pretty great. Which is an amazing storyline. And I love that. He also yeah. doesn't seem to need to be part of that because the, the psychiatrist is also in on it. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, that was strange. I think she, I think they needed a quorum. Right, but to, they didn't. They didn't know. Him. I mean, I don't know why I'm picking apart the plot detail of this, but like they didn't know that Greg Kinnear was going to come in there and back him up. No, I mean, yeah, you're you're getting into like if you think about any any one of the Joker's plans in the Dark Knight, that movie collapses. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, but yeah, it is convenient that he was in prison with all the people who knew how to make this mutilation ray yeah yeah and then how did he put the bombs i mean that's in that i think another there's another subtle how joke about he? batman oh yeah well they're throwing in there yeah you that know. asylum was clearly like arkham yeah. yeah 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 which probably cost a lot to make in this film <laughs> and a lot to blow up a lot to blow up they blow up multiple things in this film yeah yeah they sure do they spent a lot of money they did i was looking up what comedies were like around here and it's some it's spy who shagged me came out the same year yeah, so that's probably what they were thinking. Is they're like, well, if Austin Powers has a big budget. Why yeah, not? Yeah, this is such a different tone. It is. It's more subtle. It is. There's something about Mary came out the year before. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, big Lebowski was around this time. It was a interesting time for comedy. Yeah. A lot of, a we lot kept, of we people kept, trying for things. Yeah, we kept yeah. trying to do this. Um, this is similar in my mind to The Tick as well. Yes. Because they attempted a live-action Tick series not long after this right. with Patrick Warburton, and it didn't take off. And now we have that great Amazon series with Peter Serafinovich, yeah. which right. is, I think, it's like it's it's coming out now, and it's successful now because people get it. Like that's what I'm well, saying. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. why that's if Mystery Man had come out now. <laughs> yeah, that's like if they made a Deadpool movie back the, like in the 90s, it just wouldn't have worked. Because Deadpool needs to break the fourth wall, and he needs to reference like the mass amount of superhero movies. Yeah, yeah, we needed to figure out the genre of superhero movies before we could actually parody. Yeah, yeah, because it was so disparate at this time. Yeah, and the fact that they're just parodying Schumacher is insane. It was like that party is a parody of a Schumacher party in a Batman movie, and it's just fucking bonkers. Like the old people, (laughs) and they're all old. That has to mean something. (laughs) I, I think I don't know. 
I, I think it's just we spent all our budget. Here are the people who will do this for free. Yeah. <laughs> Here they are don't all have our jobs parents anymore. Yeah, yes. yeah, it's everyone's parents. What if fucking Jerry Stiller was in that? Yeah, <laughs> just like dancing. No lines. Uh, You're just like, is that Jerry Stiller? Oh that man, was amazing! Fucking Tom Waits in there too. Tom God damn Waits. it! This fucking movie. There's a scene where Tom Waits is doing his Tom Waitsiest, where he's explaining to them the technology of how Casanova Frankenstein's mutilation ray works, and. There's the reason behind his theatrical Tom Waitsiness is part because he's Tom Waits and also because apparently he had all of those words, those complicated science words written on like each of his fingers. It's great. So he's doing his crazy like fucking Heath Ledger's Joker yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, it makes so he can read all his lines. It works because I did not notice that. It yeah. works because he's fucking yeah. Tom Waits, and you're just expecting him to behave like that. Yeah, yeah. it's just like yeah, it's Tom. And it Waits makes and fucking... it makes sense for a weird mad scientist living in a disused carnival funhouse. Yeah, what is he? Where is he pooping? Out back. Yeah, I guess you don't know. He might have made a toilet. He might have made himself a toilet. Yeah. He oh, he's eat... eating those chickens. No, he spent. So much time making yeah. a blame ray that was based on a pun, he wouldn't have time to make a toilet. That's true. He's probably shitting. In he's a probably bucket. just pooping as yeah. he like a horse. He yeah. just poops as he goes. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta finish this blame thrower. <laughs> what the fuck is he doing in this? I don't know, but I love it. Yeah. <laughs> he needs to be in more movies. He does. I That's love true. it so much. Everything about this movie is. That shit insane. It is. Oh man, uh, I'm I'm trying I'm trying to like center on another thought. There's so many things I want to talk about. For a lot, I usually take a lot of notes, and mm-hmm. I during the middle of this movie just stop taking notes, which is always <laughs> a sign that I'm actually enjoying a film. Mm-hmm. Is I, I was just like, okay, I'm just gonna sit and watch this. Like, I, I it's definitely entertaining um, for that reason. Yeah, like I feel like it's when a it's a long. really bad movie. That's when I take more notes because I just need something to do. It's yeah. a little long. I would shave it's off long. maybe twenty minutes. Um, we don't need no any education. of that stuff with Ben Stiller and, and no. the diner waitress. No, <laughs> just shop that out. Get the whole diner out of there. Yeah, that's one less set. They yes, have like ben. there's like they have three different group handshakes in this film. You know, they that? do. They do. They couldn't. Decide. They do. They do like that. The one where yeah. they do the the hang the, loose the, the thing, or the devil horns and they touch fingers. Yeah. They do one with the Sphinx, and then they do one at the end where they say, um, oh, God, it's Yiddish, isn't it? I don't know. I forget. Yeah, 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 it is Yiddish. Zygazunt, um, which means, like, uh, uh, God bless you after a sneeze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Weird. Yeah. Mom, I'm sorry if I'm wrong. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure because it's it, it comes from the German, like, Gesundheit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I like the idea that they can't come up with a handshake but they do, that's not the bit they just keep doing they just keep doing ones. new ones yeah 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 there's, there's been, too much in this movie there's a lot in this and film. it is too long <laughs> and again it takes place in a day most of it so it's just it's too much well like for the first like the actual the first like 30 minutes of the movie seem like several days and then as soon as the main plot of the of the movie starts moving forward where Casanova Frankenstein is free and Captain Amazing gets captured, it is a day. Yeah, and then <laughs> they like, go to yeah. the woods to train. They make their own outfits. That whole shit in the woods is like so... Like we got all, all so many stages of like origin superhero stuff where they had the training montage. They had the making the outfits. They had like going to the junkyard and finding the vehicle. Like there was just so much that they could have like compacted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, all in a goddamn day. I don't yeah. like the geography of it is insane. I don't know where they are, where they're going. It's all insane. Yeah. It's all in Champion City, bro. <laughs> and like the forest outside of and it. And the forest. And the forest outside of Champion <laughs> City. Yeah. Um, oh, crap. I feel like there's another part I wanted to bring up. And what is it? Uh, I lost it. You lost it? I don't it? know. I love how the Sphinx character is just kind of a fuck you to Yoda. Yeah. yeah. Also, where did he come from? Like they just wherever. Yeah, they mention him and then he just shows up. I well, think that's uh, that's also part of the parody of the wise sage character that just shows up at the exact point. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah. And then he doesn't do anything. And like, then he, he doesn't do anything. <laughs> he cuts all of uh, the disco guy's guns in half, which is sweet. Which is awesome. Yeah. And then he never does he, it again. He never does that power again and never <laughs> explains how he's able to do it. Instead, they they have Tom Waits build him a giant magnet to pull yep. away all the guy's guns. I'm like, you have a dude who can cut him in half. Yep. Don't build, don't make extra work for yourself, Tom Waits. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, the, 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 the Foxy Box and Henchmen are called the Furries. I just wanted to throw that out there. Are they? Yeah. Yep. The, the Lady Henchmen are called the Furries. It's a little ahead of its time. Mm. Yeah. We didn't know, we didn't know what that I, I was. I told you this movie was ahead of its yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> um, gosh. This was before we knew they were a thing and that half of them are evil. Yeah. Maybe they that's were true. watching this and they were like, that's what I'm called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's it. where it came from. It came from Mystery Men. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. There's, there's just too much. <laughs> there's so much. Their first big outing as a superhero team is to just smash up Casanova Frankenstein's car. That's yeah. it. I liked that because that was a good win for them. Because yeah. it was like they couldn't they couldn't save the day or anything, but they could certainly break the villain's car with him in it. Yeah. If they get it right, which they got it right. Like that was peak performance and all they could do is smash the car and run away real quick. <laughs> yes. Such a weird it's really fucking weird it's so this movie is weird i think that's the best (laughs) thing to settle on this is a a, just a bizarre movie that uh, i don't don't know i think a lot of people remember this movie fondly do Do they they? yeah i think so i i think a lot of people probably i'm guessing people when they when they see that we're doing mystery men they're like that's not a bad movie like i didn't remember this being a bad movie i thought it was just me i got made fun of so much in school for liking this movie (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I might be I mean, wrong. I mean, I can see that. I, I think see most teenagers. people don't think about this movie. Anymore. Right, yeah. I was like 9, 10. Well, yeah, I mean, that's right. That's, that's the yeah. right age. That's the right age for people to make fun of you for liking things. Yeah. 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 I think this movie is like the second Ace Ventura, where nobody's really seen it since they were a kid, and they're just, they're willing to accept the idea that it was fine and move on, like not revisit it. I don't want to see the second Ace Ventura again. Because I bet it's probably like really terrible and has oh, some yeah. awful problematic jokes and shit in it. And like, it's that where like I feel like people are happy to have a memory of Mystery Men of just being like, yeah, it was probably all right. That was. If they remember it at all. That's what, again, not what I've gotten from million. it at all. Really? I think people remember it as terrible. I, I and that's think, why I'm bringing it. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think uh, I think people do remember it as terrible. I guess it was, I, oh, it was a, I, I don't it, think people remember it. Like the way we took Smash Mouth and gave it to Shrek, right? Yeah, like I well, think the way true. we rewrote history. Yeah, I yeah. think we're we're happy to just not. Mystery Men was such a bomb that we looked at the wreckage and we're like, no, this song is too good. <laughs> yeah, we need to save this song and we put it in Shrek. We saved Smash we saved Mouth all from the wreckage. <laughs> from the wreckage. 
we pulled it out of the wreckage of of mystery man well man i yeah like even the director wants to forget this movie yeah the, when a big group of us uh, in in high school, a big group of, of my friends went to go see Deep Blue Sea, which was in the theaters at the same time as this movie. And they were carding people at the theater because it was like two months after Columbine. Like I sure. remember the first time I got carded at the movie theater was go- trying to go see The Matrix. Yeah, right. Um, and uh, for that some reason right they were after they Columbine, were yeah yeah. yeah. For some reason, so they had loosened the reins somewhat because most of my friends were 16. So they let us all in to see Deep Blue Sea, except for two of my friends who hadn't turned 16 yet. (laughs) So they got left out and had to see another movie. (laughs) And they saw Mystery Man. And did you guys walk out of Deep Blue Sea like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And they're they're there with their heads down. That's hilarious. (laughs) Mystery Man. What a... Bummer. What a bummer movie going experience. Oh, yeah. Oh, That's yeah. amazing. We get denied entry to Deep Blue Sea <laughs> and handed Mystery Man. Oh, man. This confusing movie. It's so baffling. It truly the is. The entire movie is just... I can't even. I, I don't have any words for this. It's an experience. It's, it's like a it. dream. Yeah, it's, it is. It really is. It's... It is a fever dream, and that's why it's beautiful. Yeah. There are so many ideas in it's this movie. so many. Oh, my God. And most of them aren't bad. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> it's, it's just too much. It's just overstuffed. It's just and, so much. Yeah. We're talking about the guy who's only invisible if you don't look at him. That's a great joke. Yeah, that's a yeah. great gag. And they found a way to pay and it off. And they found a way to pay it that's off. That's the yeah. thing. Is I think that was... Okay. I think that's mistake number one, is I think there were too many superheroes. There was like five in the group. Then they had that audition scene, which really feels like there was like a prop department and they got a bunch of comedians. And they're like, go nuts, you know, just figure it out. Yeah. Um, but it feels like they tried to give everybody like an arc and everybody a thing. And it was almost too much. Like we we didn't need to see like Hank Azaria's thing with his mom. Like we didn't need any of yeah. that. Um, little things like that. where like, we don't need to focus on the home lives of all of them. We don't need to have so like we didn't i the invisible guy i mean it was that was a good they, payoff yeah but like it's just that they they were ch- doing so fucking much mm-hmm. yeah 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 like they could have cut the number of superheroes in half well uh, yeah they don't give they don't go they don't need that trainer guy they don't yeah we don't need him. him we don't need him at all that was weird yeah he's he's, he's a weird presence there. they could have done their own montage like yeah it felt it like they had like two mentors, sort of. Like they had Tom Waits, and then they had that guy. Yeah, and it was yeah. Like it was just the, it, yeah. and then sort of William H Macy at the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, right. It should have been him that was pushing them because yeah. he was in that position. And There's, his earnestness in the know, movie is just beautiful. Just the, the his defense of his shoveling. Yeah. yeah. Like, that look on his face is amazing. Well, he's like an amazing actor. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, you it know, was where great to put him in it. Trained is the junkyard. They have that set. They have yeah, the fucking junkyard. They have that using set it. that they don't paid to, for. Yeah, they yeah. don't need to go into the woods too. No, just, they don't <laughs> have the junkyard, man. Um, yeah, it's too much. They don't because they don't take any action on their own, really. No, like they don't. They won't go save. Like it, 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 everything, every decision they make is based on an external influencer, and it's they, a lot of that could you could save a lot of time in the movie by just having them through character growth just come to the decision to take action themselves yeah and you gotta save some time cut out some unnecessary characters like the the sphinx there's one more thing i wanted to add and that is for the longest time 
before he got any of his own movies that all bombed dane cook made it a point to remind everybody that he was the waffler in mystery men on his MySpace. <laughs> oh my god on his myspace page he, he would be like comedian the waffler in mystery man that's beautiful that was oh, his touchstone for everyone's like oh, oh yeah man that's perfect that's that's where Dane. he should have stayed <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that was a great, like, without the context of Dane Cook around it, I liked that little bit. Yeah. I, mostly the cost. I liked that there was, like, burn marks on him. Yeah. Like, he clearly waffled himself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that it was, like, oddly horrific. Yeah. Like, it was silly, but also it was yeah. gruesome. Like, you'd beat him with a waffle iron and, like, then burn them. And it was just, like. I think that's what I love so much about this whole movie is that it's it's cute and silly and yet oddly horrific. Yeah. Yeah, I oh, like yeah. the idea of Definitely. a silly superhero when you realize, like, the sweet squ- squeegee guy is just like, wait, is he, like, choking people with that squeegee? Like, he's what waterboarding is he? them. Yeah, he's waterboarding yes. them. Dana Gould <laughs> is running around Champion <laughs> yes. City waterboarding yeah. people. It's so beautiful. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, they should give this another shot. Yeah. Everything movie. about this movie is horrifying and cute. <laughs> and I love that so much. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I mean, I hadn't seen it in twenty years. Yeah, yeah, like literally. Um, and it, I, I'll say it's not as bad as I remembered it. Yeah, it's worth revisiting. Yeah, it's it's not a terrible film. It has a lot of good ideas. Yeah. Um, I think it was just the wrong time. Nineteen ninety nine. We weren't yeah. ready. But again, it has we a decent IMDb it. or not IMDb Rotten Tomatoes rating. I think people. I think people agree with us. It's like it's a sixty percent. Maybe I just maybe I brought it here because I got so much shit for it as a kid. <laughs> no, I think you're right. In my memory, this was a terrible movie. Okay. Um, and I I went and saw it in the theater when it came out as a person who was excited to see it. So yeah. like I think I had just been fine to leave it where it lie. Yeah. In the yeah. wreckage of 1999, <laughs> and never revisit it. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I think we're all landing on the side of you should watch this movie. It's again. worth revisiting. It is particularly it's now. So strange. Yeah. Everything about this movie is strange. It's not it's not a great movie. But uh it's definitely uh, yeah, it really is worth revisiting especially now. Um with superhero movies are Yeah, big. totally. Um Yeah, you can't you can't argue that it's not entertaining. No, I can't. The, I, yeah. and I and I will not. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's I think that's a show. Yeah, I think so. I agree with uh, that. Hana, thank you so much for coming. Um Thanks for have, having me. Yeah, pluggables. Plug your pluggables. What do you got? All right. Um, I got a bunch of shows coming up, but I just started doing stand-up again, so I don't want you to see them yet. And <laughs> Then God. why'd you tell us? <laughs> <laughs> because I don't have a therapist, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this is. <laughs> um, but my uh, Twitter handle is at Hana Michaels, H-A-N-A-M-I-C-H-E-L-S. I know the spelling. I can't. I'm ungoogleable. Sorry. Um, and, uh, yeah, I post a bunch of sh- stuff on there, articles and things like that. Yeah. Cool. We also all do bunny ears. Bunnyears.com. Yeah. yeah. Check that out. Check out yeah, shit. You can see out yeah. bunny stuff on bunny ears. Of course, Dave and I have our Patreon, Gameplay Employed. Go check that out. Yes. Support please. us. And, uh, thanks. Yeah. yeah. That's a show. Say right. goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.